It's the... Meg, John and Justin. Podcast. Yay. Yay. Uh, sorry about the wait for the for this podcast, dear listener. Uh, we don't know. It's the summer holidays. It's the summer holidays. Neither of us have been on holiday. No, but I think people <laughs> should assume that if, you know, something isn't forthcoming in the summer from somebody, they're probably on holiday. Yeah, we I mean, we, where were we then? <laughs> we were on the... In the Bahamas, weren't we? We were. Oh, it was so nice. Wasn't Those it crystal nice? crystal clear waters, the yeah. sun-drenched beaches. The mojitos made with local rum. Oh, and those palm trees. It was oh, beautiful. The sand in the feet. Sleeping in a hammock every night under the stars. Yeah. Going for a swim in the sea every day. Mm. Oh. All that writing we didn't do. <laughs> just recharging and just... Yeah. Yeah, we didn't do that. We didn't, no. We've not been on holiday. We don't take holidays. We're we like, no. we're badass. We're oh. constantly working. Or terrible at self-care, whichever way you want to see it. <laughs> both those things. To we be both... fair, I was actually away. So I was one of You were away, but that was it work. Was so not that was holiday. very much work. <laughs> yes. Um, so uh, enough about us dear listener Um, we have decided to talk today about how to enjoy uh, penis and vagina sex more (gasps) how when and if you want to us talking about piv I know like we spent uh, we wrote a book and then we recorded 50 podcasts and written zines three zines which are all kind of really like propaganda for not doing PIV, yes. I guess, and being facetious. It's not true. Um, <laughs> and now we're doing yeah. a podcast about doing PIV. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you know, we've never but, said that yeah. PIV is like not good and that you should not do PIV. No, absolutely but what not. we've said, we're always being critical of the messages about PIV and the, uh, the we have to have PIV. Yeah, omnipresence in sex ed that assumes that sex equals PIV. Yeah, yeah, and how dangerous that is, and how Mm -hmm. exclusive it is, and also how just unhelpful it is. Yeah, we Um, would like it to be that all of the sexual, all the possible sexual, sensual, and erotic practices were equally seen as equally valid. All the ones that can be done consensually, rather than having one like massively over kind of emphasized over all of the others which is what happens totally and when you do that when you emphasize one kind of sex over the others then people feel like they have to have it and so people are treating themselves and each other non-consensually as a result of it and um however however we are going to talk about (laughs) that's the whole like not piv but what about piv then so we'll be talking about another podcast that we did um a while back, which was, I think, one of my favourite ones, where we mm. we did one about enjoying non-genital sex. Yes. That was about an hour of us talking about <laughs> all the different non-genital sex things you can yeah, do. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, and it was great. Mm-hmm. So go back and listen to that one. It's like, it's quite, a, you have to, on your podcast reader, if you scroll through, yeah. you'll see it's kind of like a third of the way into our podcasting career, I think. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Enjoy non-genital sex. So, yeah. Listen to that because it's basically an hour of me and MJ coming up with all the things you can do that is non-genital yes. to do with sex. Yes. And I don't think we even talked about fantasy very much. It no. was all about like bodies yeah. got stimulated. Because for the fantasy one, you can check out our zine about erotic fantasies. There you go. Yeah. We're already early on the plugs. <laughs> so um, yeah. So um, I kind of brought this up um, mm. to MJ that I was reading... Um, their book that they wrote with uh, Ros Gill and Laura Harvey called Mediated Intimacy. Yes. Uh, which is really great. And this is the book that was 
They started writing before Enjoy Sex Howard and If You Want To. We wrote Enjoy Sex Howard and If You Want To and that came out and got published before yes. Mediated Intimacy came out. <laughs> Sometimes books take a long time to write and Mediated yeah. Intimacy well, did. But what was great about it was then when we could uh, reflect in the conclusion chapter on the experience of writing Enjoy Sex Howard and If You Want To and doing the podcast. I'm, uh, you know, as I spend most of my time trying to catch up on all the books that MJ has written and so I've not finished reading it yet. But it's really, really good and I'm learning so much from it. Oh. Oh, thanks. And there was a, a chapter, I think, did Laura write this chapter yes. about Sex Box? So Sex in a Box, which it's is a, a Channel 4 TV yeah. show. And it was about the second series of this. And it was talking about uh, two underlying assumptions that we have from sex. So that, that one is that we just talked about, that, that any sex that you have to have has to be penis and vagina sex, mm -hmm. or even some kind of penetrative intercourse. Yes. Uh, but uh, we're going to talk about penis and vagina sex, and I guess we're going to unpack what we mean by yeah. penises and vaginas a bit. But um, mm -hmm. anyway, so the assumptions are penis and vagina sex is the only kind of sex that counts. You, counts, you have to do it. And the other underlying assumption is that the role, the, the goal of sex and what you need to be achieving through this mm. sex is orgasm. Yes. And I was thinking, well, these are the two rules we've got. And yeah. if we want sex to work for most people and sex to be enjoyable for most people you can't have both those things you can't either one or the other has to go yes right yes so um we've spent that hot that whole other podcast looking at alternatives to penis and vagina sex mm. but maybe we could look at alternatives to orgasm and if we look at alternative yeah. pleasures and enjoyments and yeah to orgasm, then maybe we might help people to enjoy penis and vagina sex That's more. right. So what we're saying is that for the majority of people, orgasm from penis and vagina sex just isn't possible. Yeah. And it's really bad that we have that goal of it from penis and vagina sex. Yeah. Again, in sex ed and sex advice, the assumption that that's proper sex would involve having penis and vagina sex and yeah. being able to come from that. And there are like statistics like, is it 70% of women yeah. are unable to orgasm from penis and vagina sex? And then lots of men and people of other genders also can't. So. Yeah, in this, yeah. I was in this chapter, apparently in the show Sex Box, they did a poll of their really, you know, these polls are always a bit dodgy, but yeah. they did a poll and it was about, I think it was about half of the men with penises who responded said that they didn't yeah, experience yeah. orgasm or ejaculation mm -hmm. through penis and vagina sex. Those two are very different things. We should talk about that on another yeah, episode. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Because uh, they are not the same thing. Mm -hmm. um, and it's this, it ties into this, when people kind of conflate those two things together, they kind of think it's proof that somebody's orgasmed. And yeah. that's kind of proof that, it's like orgasm is a proof that somebody's enjoyed sex. And then like ejaculation is a proof that somebody's Orgasm is yeah. so problematic. Yeah, all of those things need unpacking. Yeah, not in the this case. podcast though. No. We're going to we'll do that do in that another one. Elsewhere. <laughs> I'm going to make a note of Stay it. See, we, you don't think we could talk for another 50 podcasts? <laughs> fucking Just watch. try us. Yeah. We are going to be on this for ages. Yeah, yeah. But stay tuned, dear <laughs> Right, so, um, yeah, so penis and vagina sex just doesn't do it So um, for a lot of people. Mm. So we're going to explore how... If penis and vagina sex is something you do actually kind of want to do, yeah. how you might enjoy it more. Yeah, well, if you really want to do it or if you kind of want to do it, but yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. So we're kind of framing this as, you know, there will be a lot of people who are having penis and vagina sex, but it's kind of meh. Yeah. It's like, it's okay. It's like a thing we do. It doesn't really get me off mm. or do it for me massively. 
But this is not for people who are having painful penis and vagina sex. Yes. So any, if you're experiencing pain from penis and vagina sex, we're wanting to say here, please don't uh, continue having penis and vagina yeah. sex in the same way that you, that you have. Don't do it. Um, and we're going to do another episode, probably the next one, about pain, pain and yeah. sex, um, which will be even clearer. But yeah, and and and, the, and physically or emotionally, mm. you know, if it's not, if it doesn't feel right. Yeah. emotionally or if it's triggering or traumatizing or you just end up dissociating and switching off you know any yeah. of those things just don't do it yeah. um, and again hopefully some of our other the book and some of our other podcasts mm -hmm. will give you helpful ideas about other things you might do and yeah. also about generally about consent and how to you know be clear when you really don't want to do something and, yeah. and how vital that is yeah. yeah we've got a lot to say about this but just yes. to say here the answer to painful sex to overcoming painful sex is not to have more painful sex yes. that's going to make it worse yeah okay. you should never have it yeah. yeah so if anything feels painful or sore or uncomfortable this yeah. is not the podcast for you to enjoy penis and vagina sex yeah. more uh, the other thing that I guess we're going to bring in here as well is that we're we're when we talk about penises and vaginas, there mm. are lots of different kinds of penises and Yes. So there are lots of different sizes of penises, penises and vaginas. Mm -hmm. And some people might not refer to their genitals, yes. these particular parts of their genitals, as penises or vaginas. Yeah, we're, we're using that as a shorthand this episode, but, you know, it might be we're, we're more talking about, you know, an external kind of um, protrude, protruding, anything like that. Yeah. under penis and an internal um, thing that, you know, can be can envelop or can be penetrated as the vagina um, and you know yeah lots of people including some trans people but also some cis people just wouldn't use those terms so yeah. uh, we're using them as a shorthand for this episode but um, you can again listen to many of our podcasts on gender diversity to get a more nuanced perspective on this yeah, yeah. and again before we continue there's the thing about there is a huge diversity in genitals yes so um, there's a diversity in what people how people refer to their genitals but there is this assumption that uh, you know, part of the underlying assumption of penis and vagina sex is that, well, penises are meant to go in vaginas, right? Yeah. I mean, that's what they're made for, right? And if they were, <laughs> then how come there's such a diverse um, yeah. size of penises? And how come such a diverse size of vaginas, both exactly. the openings and, and the length of vaginas? Yeah. And so, you know, if it's meant to be like this, if you were born to do this and put penises, <laughs> obviously, you, you take a finger and you put it in the OK sign and it goes like that. <laughs> I'm living your voice. I'm doing, I'm doing a gammon voice, I guess. But uh, um, yeah. maybe I'll continue doing that voice all the way through a podcast. No. No, okay, fine. <laughs> I'll um, do Snowflake and you do gammon. <laughs> <laughs> Snowflake and gammon, the crime-fighting duo the world is waiting for. <laughs> Although they'll never beat Dempsey and Makepeace. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so, you know, there's a huge diversity. So actually, for a lot of people, mm. um, penis and vagina sex, like, it's not going to be possible for people to enjoy it just because they're, it, what might make for penis, for painful penis and vagina sex is that the particular penis or the particular vagina or whatever we're calling it that mm. you're encountered with won't be able to... Yeah. They won't fit. Exactly. And on the, two, you know, well, I don't want to say too big, too small because we're talking about just natural diversity. Yeah. But it may be that, you know, there is, it's, there is uh, a big, small uh, kind of dichotomy or discrepancy that means there's no feeling or mm -hmm. one that means that simply it won't fit. Yeah. And either way around, you know, 
you don't really want to be doing that. Exactly. Yeah. Which is the and the problem here is not the bodies or the people. No. It's the message that penis and vagina sex is the, the only kind of sex you can have, right? It's like you put it. But if you think about it, really, you know, think about it. The penis is meant to. Otherwise, where is it meant to go? Oh. Yeah. Dick. Don't yeah. like that guy. No. So that's so. Mm. That's, so we've uh, done a ca- caveat sort of extravaganza to start the show. Yeah, yeah I mean, but it's important. Yeah. I think yeah. it's important to think about. And also, I think the other thing that I'll throw in here as well is mm-hmm. that one of the things that we find tricky about talking about genital sex in this way is, first of all, genitals work in a different way. Yes. Um, people have an understanding of how their own genitals work. However, we are taught either so little about how genitals work. Yeah. Um, or we learn so much bullshit about how genitals work. Yeah. And also, particularly when it comes to, in inverted commas, female genitals, mm-hmm. vulvas, vaginas, mm-hmm. um, clitoris. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an under-researched area. We yeah. literally don't like know a lot of yeah. how this works. There's yeah. still, I was been reading about it yesterday, some very heavy papers, of, like, like anatomical kind of... Mm. Uh, stuff that I've been reading like we don't know how some things happen well then also a lot of medics and scientists who have studied it over the years have had such massive biases yeah. that the things that they've come up with are what you would expect if you went in and studied it with a whole load of assumptions that are actually incorrect exactly yeah, yeah. so there is a quagmire yes. here <laughs> there is a quagmire um, there is a quagmire yeah um, okay so uh, how might we go about enjoying penis and vagina sex more if it's our experiences are meh yeah. rather than painful yeah um and like going back to your whole framing of the episode then one of the big things is you know assuming it's not going to lead to orgasm Mm. like that's not the goal that it's a really bad idea to do sex with that goal in mind even if even if you're someone where sometimes that can happen yeah still going to be a lot better to assume it's not going to happen yeah if it happens great but like there are a whole load of other ways to do it that are going to be equally great Exactly. If not, if not better in some ways. Exactly. So that framing mm-hmm. of the episode is we can't have the two things if yes. we're all going to enjoy it. So if you're desperate, if you're definitely wanting to have the penis and vagina sex, then see what it's like taking orgasm off the table. Yeah, let go of the orgasm. Let go of that. Yeah. And think about that there are lots of different reasons why people may want to have penis and vagina sex. So let's talk about those. Yes. And then, dear listener, you might want to think about this. Yes. Think about all the reasons that you might want to have penis and vagina sex. Uh-huh. Uh, and then a useful activity might be to kind of write a few of those things down and then think about yeah. whether there might be alternative ways that you can get those things. But we are focusing on penis yes. and vagina sex. Uh, it's hard for us to yeah. focus on penis and vagina sex, <laughs> yeah, isn't it? When everyone else does, but as a default position, but we're yeah. really trying to do it. Yeah, yeah. So uh, one of them might be, um, there's a feeling, I guess there's that feeling of having uh, your bit of your genitals inside somebody else's genitals. Yeah, to like, be your body inside another body can be yeah. a really intimate or exciting or weird, you know, kind of experience that yeah. you might want to have. Like, there's something pretty profound about that. I remember when I first found out about what, like, what sex was, in inverted yes. commas, <laughs> I was in a playground at my Catholic primary school, and I was like, it goes in there like <laughs> pain it goes in that must be ridiculously painful because yeah. my you know our understandings of what goes inside somebody's body it, it's kind of, it's very invasive it sounds very you yeah, know yeah 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 difficult and weird but um you know people uh but you know for some people it feels very, it feels very natural to me like, <laughs> the most natural thing in the world so people kind of you know yeah. might have different feelings yeah. about that but mm. you know it's hard to replace that with something else. I mean, you can have fingers and inside mm. somebody and, you know, I guess 
but the the feeling of having a part of, a your, part of your genitals yeah, inside like, somebody else's genitals you mm. can only really have from that so it's like that feeling mm. of um well i guess actually you can have something approximating that with something which is like a toy or uh, a some and, a manufactured yeah. like a reptile and something thing. in somebody's ass as well can feel similarly yeah um, if, if it's you know part of you yeah and i think it is worth saying this you know for a lot of people um a manufactured object like a strap-on or even a kind of energy they call it like an energy cock or something like yeah when you when it feels like this part of you in somebody energetically even though that's not actually what's yeah. happening physically can feel as good if not better than as that or uh, and in a similar ballpark yeah what we're talking about but again we're so tempted to veer off aren't we into things that aren't quite (laughs) a penis inside a vagina (laughs) well i guess you know what are we talking about with feeling as well like if somebody's really like people can feel very very embodied when they're wearing a cock or wearing something which looks like a cock yes and if it's attached to them it feels yeah it's part of their body exactly and so when that is inside somebody's body what what is a feeling I yeah. guess you know you know you could say well you know you're not getting sensation in quite the same way as a as a as a penis that somebody's grown themselves or yeah. a protrusion that someone's grown themselves but actually no you know indeed it can feel very much like that if not identical to that yeah definitely yeah yeah, yeah. and you can certainly get that with fingers mm-hmm. as well Anyway, yes. <laughs> go, let's get back to penis and vagina sex. So um, I guess for some people, mm. there might be that feeling of, I like the feeling of yeah. my penis or whatever we're calling on penis inside my partner's vagina or, yeah. or we should also say here anus. I think this works just, yeah. it's just as, uh, it works in exactly, well, it, the same thing some, might also apply yeah, to might an anus also. here. Similar well. and different, isn't yeah. it? Because that can have different meanings for some people oh, or the same pa- thing. Pat's a pins and vagina. Yes. So, you know, that in and of itself might be something that you might enjoy. So the mm. that's the reason why you might do it. What yeah. are other reasons people might enjoy penis and vagina sex? Well, those parts of their bodies might be particularly, you know, enjoyable. Yeah. Them, you know, so yeah, it's one it's one way to use those parts of their, the, the, your body in a stimulating way, right? Yeah, um, there are other kind of the other more physical things that it that um, might be kind of uh, exciting there for people are that feeling of obviously you can get this from non penis and vagina sex as well, but that mm. feeling of you know lots of body contact, yes, uh, with that or lying in a particular way. Mm-hmm. Also, it can be I guess you're if you're kind of looking into the eyes of the other person, mm. if you're like a similar height, I guess, then, you know, it's like, then yeah. that can kind of, when you're on, if one person's on top of the other person, yeah. again, you can definitely get that from dry humping and yeah. from wet humping. And I think there's nothing, the there's things. nothing, no meaning we're talking about here that couldn't be got in another way. No. And that's an important thing to it's remember. Important learning outcome, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, however, but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yes, uh, one of the, yeah, so it's um, into some forms of intimacy work really well with there's, that kind of sex and there's probably like a top bottom element to this as well where people might kind of enjoy that feeling of having a feeling oh this is complicated again we did a podcast about this <laughs> yeah so go back and listen to this yeah. but for some people there might be like a top bottom element to that enjoying the feeling of being the more active slash more passive mm-hmm. or the more dominant slash more submissive or simply physical proximity of someone being on top or on bottom but yeah, yeah i think the complexity to it is that it may not be the penetrated who is bottom and the yeah. penetrator who is top and you can get that just from thinking about the you know positions where the person yeah. is being the person doing the enveloping yes. is the one on top. 
Yeah. Um, and those often feel like more dominant or active Well, positions. definitely, yeah. Mm-hmm. Developing yeah. can be very active. But again, we're going to be very active. <laughs> we did a podcast about that. Yeah. Um, but another reason why people do yeah. it, and I think this comes up in the research that I've been reading about painful sex that I'm going to write for Bish, but we're going to return to here, is that mm-hmm. the reason why a lot of people want to have penis and vagina sex is that is because of gender, it kind of makes a lot of people feel like they're doing their gender right. It's yeah. kind of it's expected of them. to do femininity. Yeah, and that that really ties in with that kind of top bottom business as yeah. well. I mean, um, there's a real pleasure in doing that thing that you've kind of been you've seen so many times in yeah. the world around you, and it's been you've learned that it's really erotic and pleasurable, and to fulfil those roles and feel like you're taking your part in those roles and in something that so many people have done since the dawn of time can feel like a really pleasurable thing actually exactly yeah and that and even even though there are problems in in the message that penis and vagina sex is the thing you're meant to be doing and that you're wanting to be normal but it can be nice to feel normal it can be pleasurable yeah there's another thing for for some queer people as well is that it can go the other way it's like if you've done everything else but penis and vagina sex for years and you've actually not been doing it there's that it can feel wonderfully transgressive (laughs) to finally do it definitely (laughs) what definitely (laughs) yeah or if indeed you've been spending a lot of time as say you're straight guy straight mm. cis guy and you were uh you know enjoying lots of different kinds of sex and you wrote a sex advice book which was really about mm. uh, you co-wrote a sex advice book which was really about getting people to find alternatives to yeah. penis and vagina sex and they found that you really started enjoying it for some reason i mean wouldn't it be weird if two people who'd written a book like that together hypothetically did end up really getting into this activity <laughs> independently like that would be so strange and not Anything that's happened to anyone around here, I'm sure. Well, that's the, well, that is another. Well, that's another enjoyment, though, isn't it? It's that. It's that. Um, the, the possibility of coming to it anew and afresh with completely yes. different set, completely different context, and completely different um, uh, set of experiences, and completely different set of expectations about what you're going to get from yeah. it. That that in itself can be enjoyable. I suppose these two hypothetical people, if they did have a podcast and they were talking about this subject. You know, at least then their listeners would be uh, would be able to be confident that they knew what they were talking about. So, yeah, yeah. I there, hope, would, there would be that. Hope so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. Um, there's also related to that. There's that feeling of um, uh, like again, this is related to the the everything that we're taught about sex and how we're meant to do it and you know like Hollywood sex yeah. you know and like and porn sex that feeling of we're doing we're feeling functional yes. you know like penis is hard vagina is wet and throbbing and that yeah. feeling of the, the, the penis kind of um, either pushing out the vagina walls or the vagina walls enveloping around a penis yeah. you know that, mm. that feeling of functionality and everything kind of feeling like it's working as it in inverted commas should yes um can be feel very pleasurable for lots of people yeah. mm-hmm. so there are lots of different kinds of pleasures that we hmm. you could kind of enter into penis and vagina sex thinking about yes. which kinds of pleasures are are you actually and what you're for. saying is what's brilliant about that approach is it takes it away from okay we're doing this because it's going to get us to an orgasm or at least get one of us to an orgasm yeah. and instead we're being like okay what is the pleasure in this activity regardless of the end point you know and we're not actually doing this with any goal in mind we're doing this because yeah. this sensation feels good or this intimacy feels good or Definitely. this um, bodily you know contact feels good yeah. 
Definitely. And also back to the thing about that we talk about in terms of sex positivity, let's not create a hierarchy of pleasures. Yes. I mean, when we talk about enjoy sex in our book, enjoy sex however and if you want to, icon yeah. books, it's out now. That, <laughs> um, you know, we don't talk about orgasms as being the goal of sex. There are lots of different mm. kinds of pleasures available. Um, and that they, if that's a thing that you're, if it's about working out how to, be on the same page with each other and yourself about what kind of pleasures you're entering into. Yeah. And that opens up so much more. Exactly. As well as opening up our erotic imaginations by having different kinds of sex. Having yeah. different, oh, sorry, I keep repeating myself, but it's important. No, it's really That we're important. not creating hierarchy of one pleasure over another. So exactly. And I think one of the hierarchies you could see from the thing we just talked about is like it could be one person saying, well, I really want to do this because it does make me kind of feel normal and functional and like I'm doing this thing that people have been doing since the dawn of time. And then the other person who's saying, well, I'm doing it because it's actually pretty transgressive for me to do it because I don't usually do this. They could kind of lord it over that person and be like, well, you know, it's better to do something because it's transgressive than it is to do something because it's normative. Well, you know, no. It's, yeah. it's good to unpack, you know, and explore why we do things and Definitely. be aware of them. Um, it's not great to put on somebody else, this is why you should do it, but to say doing it for a transgressive reason is better than doing it for a normative reason is kind of doing this, doing the same hierarchy in reverse. And exactly. Neither, neither way around is that a good hierarchy. No. Yeah. And another good uh, example of this, I guess, is um, where one person, uh, I mean, like, uh, stereotypically, mm. um, it would be because the because for penis and vagina sex, it's often more stimulating for the penis than mm. it is for the vagina because of how the, where the anatomy is and yeah. how stuff works. The classic example would be um, a woman wanting to have penis and vagina sex with her partner who has a penis. Mm. Um, she has a vagina. Uh, and in order that their partner really, really enjoys it. You know, mm. one person can really enjoy somebody else's enjoyment. Yes. And we talked about that as well mm. in previous podcasts and in the book, is that sometimes... We might be doing something because somebody else is enjoying it, but we're enjoying their enjoyment. Exactly. And it's a different kind of enjoyment. Yeah. It's more like compulsive kind of enjoyment, I guess. But, but it's yeah. like again, you know, again, it's good to think if we're a person who you know only does things for other people yeah. and never does anything for ourselves. You know, that's something to to have a look at in yourself, and that can be really gendered. And at the same time, we don't want to diss on the enjoyment you can get from somebody else's pleasure. Yeah. And you know, yeah, again, another hierarchy would be you know either putting pleasure for yourself above pleasure for on the mm -hmm. path of others or vice versa yeah um or it could be you know again there's one person's in it for for sort of personal intimacy with the other person the other person's just in it for the sensation mm. that could be another hierarchy right there that definitely is put above the other you know let's not do that no so let's just mm. uh be more intentional about why we're having the penis and vagina yes. sex and what kinds of pleasure we're getting out of it and yeah. thinking okay well this might be a different kind of pleasure for the other person but mm. so long as we're both we're both aware and have communicated what this is and that we either, uh, we either have different kinds of sex to give the other person mm. more different kind of pleasure that they want or you know however yeah. we put it into the mix that we're doing this intentionally and consensually and that we're upfront about it right so i think the have we kind of covered all of that the, the question i have remaining is like how do you bring it to an end if the end is not an orgasm well, I guess there is like a, a bit before the oh, end, is isn't there? So <laughs> the, the start and the beginning, isn't yeah. there? But oh, I guess right. it's the, I think the, the thing about this is um, to take the advice from our book about what we say about this, which is, mm. you know, every time we do something, treat it like the first time. Yeah. Try to be really present to all of the experiences, all of the different, um, this is in our first chapter yeah. and in our last chapter. And it's like an activity around 
really thinking about um, how does it start and what yeah. does it taste like and what does it smell like and what can you see and what can you feel and paying mm. attention to all of the sensations and feeling and just being really conscious of okay we're not aiming for a particular pleasure but just really thinking about what the sensations might be feeling like but also what and emotions, thoughts and emotions thoughts, might yeah. be coming up for you and just how that's all feeling so we've got a little video on our website actually uh, yeah. being present to sex which is a really good starting point for this one it's a free free video to watch yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. um it's on our youtube channel which i believe is probably youtube.com forward slash make john justin but okay. you can find it via our website yeah um so um so yeah, the idea is you're being present throughout yeah. as much as you can. Yeah. Um, it's not an easy thing to be. You no. Know? So it may well be that you stray away from the present and kind of keep bringing yourself back really kindly to the present situation. Exactly. Yeah. And I think the other thing to do there, it, the thing that makes being present very difficult is that we always have a script. Yes. And so it's like the script for penis and vagina sex is there's before you do it, you have to do foreplay in a particular order. Yeah. And then the penis goes into the vagina and then it's there is some kind of climax. So yeah. we really just have to take that script away. Well, that's why I jump forward to endings, I suppose, because yeah. it's almost like worth thinking about all the different possible endings yeah. because that can take that, that, that shifts the script in such a way that hopefully you can then be more present to the yeah. during because you know that oh, doesn't have to have a particular ending. I see what you're doing there. Right? Smart. Right? Yeah. I wasn't just trying to save the fact that I kind of went off our script. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a good point. So yeah. if, if the... If you go into something, it's quite deep. If you go into something and there are lots of different kinds of endings, mm. including a, all right, let's stop now. I fancy yeah. a cup of tea, which definitely is a thing. Totally um, legit ending. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or accepting when your bodies are telling you that a thing is ending. Yeah. You know, erections dissipate. Maybe uh, vaginas might start to get less engorged and might yeah. be a little bit less lubricated or it might just be time to feel a bit tired feel a bit tired yeah it can be tiring Mm -hmm. um that's one possible ending yeah another one is that we could there are ways where we could create like some kind of um ending or almost like a climactic kind of experience you might want to have the sense of a bit more ritual to it than just kind of stopping when you get a bit tired or a bit Mm -hmm. bored or something and um yeah i think it's worth being mindful of like the different ones that you could do between you Mm -hmm. that could feel a bit more like an intentional ending yeah so like you know if, if it's a very intimate thing you could endeavour to end with some eye gaze mm-hmm. or even saying some things to each other kind of build it into that into the ending that way mm-hmm. um, and something I got from I was on the Urban Tantra course in the US um, Urban Tantra is a really great book by Barbara Corellis and she runs workshops as well and so do a lot of the people who've taken that course and they have a lot of breathing stuff mm-hmm. so if you really do want something that feels like a climax but doesn't require your genitals to orgasm mm-hmm. then there are some really great kind of breathing exercises you can do which is basically a variation on breathing both one or both people breathing fast for about 30 seconds Mm. then taking three really deep breaths Mm. and on the very last really deep breath you kind of clench your entire body particularly kind of your genital muscles and your feet and your hands Mm. and everything and kind of hold that clench for as long as you can and then let it go and that gives your body a climactic feeling which is really uh, quite akin for a lot of people to a genital orgasm although it might be quite different mm. as well it's kind of different every time you do it but if you were looking for like let's end on something that feels physically climactic in that way then that's a really great way to do it that kind of everyone can do because mm. it only requires breath which we, we all have kind of thing 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, a, I'm always, um, I'm always a bit more cautious about this yeah. bringing this kind of stuff in because it is, it is a little bit like we're, we're teaching the listeners some techniques, yeah. like alternative techniques to things mm-hmm. that you can that you can do, and I'm, I'm, I'm sure that works for a lot of people. Uh, but again, we'd kind of invite you to think about different kinds of exactly. climaxes. It, that it, might involve it, breathing. It, yeah. it could also involve like a fantasy, I guess, as well. Yeah. That's another thing. It could be that maybe you're entering into this kind of um, sex and you could both be kind of having a fantasy about um, other people having similar kinds of sex, for example. Yeah. And, you know, what their story might be and how you, what you're doing might map onto what they're mm. doing. Or you could have a fantasy about people watching you performing this kind of sex and it being very hot you know there could be a fantasy where you're both kind of where which will bring you both to an ending of some description and again you can you know as well as the breathing kind of climax you can have a kind of climax that isn't an orgasm that you know feels like your bodies have gone to a kind of you know crescendoed and then some kind of a letting go has happened Mm -hmm. which isn't a genital orgasm again but feels like that kind of crescendo and then yeah. and then letting go but as you're saying it's wise to be really cautious about that because we don't want to slip in the necessity of a climactic experience no. you know so that's what you're saying like be cautious of that and i guess what i'm saying is well you know if you really want that there are some ways of doing it that aren't a genital orgasm yeah however you know be careful that you're not just giving yourself another set of goals and expectations by bringing that in yeah and that would mm-hmm. and that there are just lots of different things out there that you could try that um that might give you something that might feel like an orgasm, but um, but that yeah that shouldn't be the goal. And also, yeah. we're kind of not really about teaching people techniques. We're no. wanting we're giving people tools to to understand to work with their with their own bodies and their own experiences. Exactly, because different people's bodies work really differently. With breath, for example, it's like that. What I described would make some people hyperventilate and feel uncomfortable. Yeah. For some, it would be meh, and they'd feel like a bit of a failure because it didn't do anything for them. For other people, it would send them off on a transcendent experience more than a genital orgasm would. So, and, and and that whole variety is there too. I suppose it's yeah not so much about teaching techniques as just encouraging people to use the whole of their bodies. Mm. Um, but again, we need to say that the same, the same things we've said about how genitals work in diverse ways is the same for breath, it's the same for brains, it's the same for hands, it's the same yeah. for feet, you know, whatever part of the body you're using, we can throw in some things that you might do with it, but they will work for some people and not for others and be awful for some. I mean, if you're wanting to find some kind of climax, then, then mm. find the climax that's going to work for you, but yeah. also consider not having a climax. Yes. Consider it just consider both being present to the whole experience all the way through, and both finding a point where actually okay, mm. this is hot, and now we're like just yeah, or this is lovely, or this is super warm and intimate, and we're just gonna like slowly just yeah allow this, and you could just lie there and just like be in that moment and allow an intensity that came to slowly dissipate away, or a lovely a lovely warmth that came mm. along to kind of just slowly kind of drift off and just just being constantly aware of that experience can just help you to enjoy it yeah more in in different kinds of ways just taking the whole pressure off yeah um and allowing yourself to feel the kinds of pleasures that you're wanting to feel when you went into it it strikes me yeah yeah no sorry i'm just excited by what you're saying like yeah it's kind of like music the way we could think of crescendos and diminuendos in music like 
um, and all of that being good and like there being maybe waves of that or again with something getting hotter and colder waves of like heat and cool getting hotter and getting cooler like as being really pleasurable like in both directions or all directions rather than it always being like it just needs to get louder and louder and louder or hotter exactly. and hotter and hotter. So and, there are two yeah. pieces of music by the same composer that I love and I listen to on a regular basis. Go One on. is I sound ridiculously Radio 3 right now. One, <laughs> both by a composer called Steve Reich and I encourage everyone to listen to these pieces. They're all on YouTube. Mm -hmm. One is called Drumming mm -hmm. and one is called Music for 18 Musicians. They're both about an hour long yeah. and they're repetitive and they have syncopated rhythms and it's in, in, absolutely incredible. Mm. Music for 18 Musicians, spoiler, kind of slowly gets more intense in the middle like a bit of a sausage mm. and there are some times of it where you're kind of brain's kind of racing and it gets very exciting as a driving energy and mm. it slowly dissipates away into kind of a slow slow silence yeah it's like it tails off beautifully and the last thing you can hear is like a is like is a xylophone in the distance and it's like oh it makes you feel tingly and lovely wow. at the end it's nice and then drumming starts off with a like one two three beats and then it gets faster and faster mm -hmm. and it gets more and more intense and then different sections of the audience are of the orchestra are playing at different sections and at the end all the orchestra is playing and they're all playing this drum thing and it ends with this amazing yeah. like that at the end and it's like wow and so you can have sex which is like both those pieces of music for 18 I love that and it's these like, are amazing pieces these are amazing pieces and this is what's rubbish that sex advice does if we think of the analogy is like it's almost like sex advice and sex ed are saying like literally only one musical style is okay and yeah. it has to be you know a song or a piece of music that you know gets faster and faster and louder and louder and, and then stops with some massive crescendo and like yeah. would we really want to just listen to that forever and ever no no exactly. it's ridiculous yeah it's absolutely ridiculous yes yeah. you know where is our sex advice that has all of the musical genres and all of the different ways of doing louder exactly. and softer and faster and slower and Exactly. Yeah. Well, or that sometimes it can be kind of ambient, kind of uh, like top of the head, lovely, tingly, lovely kind of feelings. Yeah. This is probably another podcast we're getting to. <laughs> sometimes it can be drum and bass, and it can yeah. be really like pounding and like really just everything's mm. really intense and you're feeling everything and like you're just like, oh, okay, yeah. I can do this for a bit, but you know, this is, you know, yes. intense. Or sometimes it could be more jazz like where there are a bit where it goes off in different directions yeah. and you come back to the main theme. And it's... like it would have every possible emotion. It could be sad, it could be happy or angry yeah. or scary or yeah. funny. Or it yeah. could be pop music where we yeah. do it in exactly the same way where it's quite Yeah, follows it, that there's rhythm. a template. Yeah, you and know you exactly know. when the chord change is gonna happen. Yeah. And there's a there's a bridge and yeah. then a slight modal change and then boom. <laughs> um, We've gone, this is another podcast here, MJ, yeah. about comparing it, sex know. to music. I love, but that, I love that's what we've it's, But it's way. just the different patterns yeah. and like allowing yourself to just have these different kinds of patterns, even if it is kind of like low level, meh, mm. nothing very exciting happens. Yeah. Can you be present to those feelings yeah. and the different kinds of pleasures that that might bring about and just see, be curious about where that might take you. And um, this, this is how that sex can change the world. Yeah. Because if you can learn to approach sex this way, you can learn to approach life this way. Ooh. And right there, you're like living your best life because you're able to be with what's unfolding instead of trying to make it into something different and placing unrealistic goals on everything. Yeah. Boom. What a great <laughs> way to end the podcast. <laughs> so is there, any, well, is there anything else we want to say about penis and vagina sex? I'll do for now. I think that'll do for now. Yeah. Do you get the idea though, dear listener? 
Like, let, let us know if you don't. And I mean, we're saying that. that basically our advice works for penis and vagina sex as well. You know, yes. it's like we're not the penis and vagina sex police. Yes, we're not saying don't like, do it. We no. can do this as well. Yes. You know, enjoy it. How <laughs> well then if you want to. <laughs> um, so, yes, please review our book, uh, Enjoy Sex How Well If You Want To. Also, our book is being republished in November. Yes. Um, it's called Sex A Practical Guide. It's going to be part of Icon Book's Practical Guide series. Maybe we'll sell more doing that. So um, please buy it, unless yeah. you've already bought it and you're going to be super disappointed to realise it's the exact same book. It's um, the exact same yeah. book. Um, <laughs> different cover, exact same book. Yeah. Um, check out our other podcasts. Subscribe at soundcloud.com forward slash Meg John Justin. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to tell them about our Twitters, MJ? Twitter, Meg John Justin, at Meg John Justin. Yeah, that's right. Um, and yeah, we try and tweet every day about something we've talked about at some point to give you a bit of a kind of flavour of our work. That's uh, the social media we prefer, I think, yeah. really. Um, well, we do have a Facebook as well. So yeah, yeah, forward slash Meg John Justin. We're on Instagram as well. <laughs> Meg John Justin. One of us might someday get into Instagram a bit more, in which point... I'll we'll post a thing about our new posts on there, but yeah. I don't understand it. Really. No. Anyway. Um, and we're not on Snapchat at all. we're not on Bebo we're not on MySpace Um, on LiveJournal anymore (laughs) no we are on YouTube as I mentioned so I think we'll make John just on YouTube Um, and we've got our zines that you can buy please can you uh, rate this podcast and also please could you review the books wherever you get them yeah Uh, they're also available at independent bookshops and, um, and stuff so review them Wherever you, it's not just Amazon, you can review mm. them wherever you buy them. Yeah. A lot of bookshops have review facilities. Okay. So mm. that's... Until next time. Until next time. Bye. Bye.